You're listening to Two Gomers Run a Marathon, the Sub 5 Strive, a podcast about two regular guys running an irregular distance in an irregular amount of time. This is Minnesota 10 for the week ending Sunday, April 24th, seven weeks to the race. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. Welcome, everybody, to this, the 10th mini-sode of Two Gomers Run a Marathon, the Sub 5 Strive. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers, coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, with my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, what up? Nothing much. Hey, can I tell a quick story? Yeah. Last week, you were uh, mentioning how... Well, I don't know if you mentioned this on or off podcast, come to think okay. of it, how you had had a difficult, long, slow run, remember? And yep. it was all you could do to not cuss. Oh, right. Yeah. I can't remember if I said that or not. Okay. Well, anyway, if you didn't, it's behind the scenes. Okay. Um, and we've been having a lot of dog talk lately, right? Right. Um, so I was running yesterday morning through this neighborhood and... Um, just running, kind of listening to music, relaxing, and all of a sudden these two huge dogs are in the open bed of this guy's pickup truck, Yep. Um, kind of tied to it, but it was parked in his driveway, and they just bark super loud, and I didn't, I didn't uh, see it coming. Yeah. And I must have jumped like five feet in the air, and I, <laughs> and I swore super loud. Really? Yeah. And I hardly ever cuss. <laughs> so um like just bleep super loud almost jumping out of my shoes right. um like arms flailing yeah almost fell over um and the first thing i did was i looked around like oh i hope none of my students are around and right like yeah their their minister yeah cussing yeah. super loud in the middle of this <laughs> residential area yeah okay oh, anyways man. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Here we are in Minnesota 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, the What's going to happen in this Minnesota is a little bit different than our uh, past Minnesotas, but it's still going to be listener-centric. Um, the yep. biggest difference in this is that in between everything, we're going to have a uh, special interview that we did, right? Yep. So uh, we interviewed Angie from the Marathon Training Academy podcast mm-hmm. along with Aaron right. about... Uh, running while pregnant right and uh, so she it's just chock full of great information for sure uh, and yeah it's a really great interview so please listen before that we're gonna do a little bit of monday survey um it was a fun one about cheese so we'll just do that real quick and then after the interview we're gonna do some uh feedback of the week mostly pregnancy centered a lot of people have been commenting about that and we just want to give um some of the nation of voice about how they feel about the big announcement last week. Mm-hmm. So should yep. we head real quick into the Monday survey cheese chat? Oh yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's do it. Hey everybody. It's Nicholas Cage here coming back for another listener feedback intro. Did you hear I got arrested last week? I can't remember what it was for, but I think it was for stealing the declaration of independence or kidnapping the president of the United States. This is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a declaration of independence. What did he get arrested for? I can't remember. I don't know. Like, we said it was because he stole the declaration of independence. Yeah, I saw the headline. Nicholas Cage arrested. Didn't read on. Right. 
Oh, man. I just figured it was for breaking into the Mount Rushmore or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, here Amazing. we are. And real quick Monday survey results. Um, yep. I know we say chat a lot. Oh, yeah, we do. But I couldn't pass up this opportunity to do cheese chat. Oh, yeah. Let's should we do that jingle. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. One, two, three. Cheese chat. Um, so basically, our question was, "What's your favorite cheese?" <laughs> yeah, um, I think that one of the best responses mm-hmm. um, was uh, from Katie. Mm-hmm. She just wrote, "By the way, this is the best Monday survey ever." <laughs> that's that's not even talking about cheese. She talked about cheese earlier, but I I, I like that one, dude. <laughs> yeah, there were several comments just about the survey itself. Sandy wrote fifty eight posts about cheese alone. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I also just liked Swiss. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, seriously, though, like, basically, there there's 66 comments as of this moment. Yeah, le- um, less than 24 hours, this survey has been up. Almost yep, 70 comments. Yeah. I could, like, read every single one of these mm-hmm. and make, like, the Homer Simpson. Right. You know? Uh-huh. Um, but but one that came up a ton of times, um, and this is because people, I think we have a good amount of Wisconsin listeners. Yep. Um, and we're from Wisconsin, of course. Mm-hmm. And so uh, lots of people talked about cheese curds. Yes. Right. Yeah. And now you live you live in Florida. Yep. What is that? The South. It is the South. It's like it's not the belt buckle, right? Of the Bible Belt, but yeah. it's like the maybe it's the bottom left leg. Yeah, or left something. Um, And I'm from the Southwest, right? Right. I mean, when I say cheese curd here, people are disgusted. Uh Uh-huh, for sure. They think that's the grossest thing they've ever heard. Right. Um, I wonder what what they think. Like, if they're thinking of, like, cottage cheese. Or curd sounds sort of like turd. I think that's that's the main problem, honestly. (laughs) Cheese turd. So, anyways, cheese curds for people that don't know. The other thing is, I always try to explain it, and it gets worse. Yeah. So I'm like, no, okay. no, the best cheese curds are when they squeak in your mouth. Amazing. And people are like, stop talking to me about this disgusting thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, it's like little chunks of cheese, right? Yep. And the phenomenon is when they're fresh, you you take a bite, and it actually goes squeak when you bite yep. into it. Well, the thing is, cheese curds basically were just like an hour ago milk yeah you know um and what do they do add rennet and salt to milk and then like swish it around or something and it turns into curds that that sounds right to me Um, and so (laughs) what they do uh, because i watch a lot of like modern marvels cheese and like sure of um, course you do (laughs) like actually there was there's a another show on the cooking channel called foodography Mm -hmm. and they just did a whole episode about cheese okay of course i dvr'd it right um but basically, cheese curds are what cheese is made out of. You take cheese curds and you smash them together, oh. and then you press them into bricks. Okay, I see. And then you let those age mm. for varied amounts of time. Yeah. And then more and more moisture leaks out. Yeah. Um. So you know. So basically, it's you know, it's the curds and whey. Right. Uh, get rid of that whey because it's Nasdaq. <laughs> Actually, it's totally usable for other things. Maybe whey protein. Right. <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> this is way too much factual information. I know. I just like Swiss. <laughs> yes, yeah, Swiss. Um, so yeah, cheese curds rule. They're the freshest cheese you could ever possibly have, and they're amazing. But what about when you fry them? Um, yeah, like you, you mean deep fry them? Yeah. Yum. <laughs> I don't know. Put them in a beer batter. Um, yeah, mash them sounds... up. Cook them in a stew. That sounds uh, good. <laughs> so good. Um, I gotta give one other shout out, dude. Uh huh. I just got to give a, a shout out to two cheeses. Yes. Blue. Mm-hmm. Somebody said blue. Um, actually, I can't find the comment here. I don't know if they took it down or what. Okay. Um, they like blue cheese, mm-hmm. but um, but none of their nobody else in the house likes it. Yeah. Um, that's definitely not the case here, except that Aaron's not supposed to eat it because she's preggers. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like, you can only have pasteurized cheese. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, if you're pregnant and so like a lot of soft cheeses so this is a bummer because aaron freaking loves brie and triple cream brie mm-hmm. um so she can't have any of that yeah um but uh, we did find pasteurized um goat cheese and feta cheese that she that she still likes mm, feta cheese um, yummers oh dude the problem i i asked her why why can't we just find some pasteurized blue cheese yeah but basically blue cheese is mold like right yeah exactly so I remember that now. What what do you what do you like to put in grilled cheese? Um embarrassing. Uh singles. Craft singles. Craft singles. With like white bread and butter. Yep. That's that's pretty much the ultimate, right? Total like um lunch pail. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not not foody at all, right? right. I'm, I'm with with the common man on my grilled yep. cheese. Yep. When I want something a little bit highbrow, here's my favorite sandwich lately. Okay. Okay. A nice crusty bun. <laughs> um, yeah. Toasted in the toaster oven. Okay. To get a little bit of brown on it. Then yep. I put um, chicken from a rotisserie chicken Ooh, as the meat. Yum. Yep. Um, mayonnaise and horseradish as the spread. Nice. Havarti cheese from the deli. Yep. Iceberg lettuce. And you're not gonna like this, but tomatoes on top. You so good. There's a little Gomer's tip for you, everybody. That sounds amazing. Now the the chicken. Do you have it hot or cold? Cold. So it's like kind of like chicken salad. Yes, exactly. Oh man, that sounds unbelievable, dude. The white meat. <laughs> you don't like the dark meat? Not on that sandwich. Okay, for other things. Yeah. Oh man, dude, that sounds so good. Season to taste with salt and pepper. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree that when you make like a, a like a turkey sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, for Thanksgiving or whatever, you gotta put a little bit of salt on that turkey. Yep. You know? Um so okay, about about like the classic American dude. Uh-huh. I still think American singles go amazing on cheeseburgers too. Oh, I agree. The best you know, for cheeseburgers, yes. Like there it's it's manufactured classic american where we took something where like cheese doesn't melt super well well it does but certain certain ones don't yeah. oil separates whatever we found the perfect cheese to melt we manufactured it we will create chemically right. a cheese that does what we want it to do <laughs> right <laughs> oh what what other cheeses do you like on burgers um that's basically it i like a single on a burger i like pepper jack on a burger Ooh. if if paired with other things that will bring that taste out um yum yeah oh man 
now I'm actually getting hungry. And we've talked a little bit too much about cheese, I think, at this point. Okay, wait. One more question. Okay. Um, about cheeseburger. Okay. Well, actually, it's not a question. Dang it. Once you get me started, I'm screwed. I, I can't stop. Just put put blue cheese mm-hmm. and cheddar, sharp cheddar on a burger once. Okay. And it's it's like, it's a salty explosion. Okay. I'm writing that down. <laughs> and I'm spelling blue and blue cheese correctly. Oh, nice. Yeah, that that was what I used to when I worked at Houlihan's as a waiter. Uh huh. I used to get that like on my break. Wow, yum. I'd, I'd I'd talk to the chef and be like, "Can you put blue and cheddar on there? Thanks." Then you got fired for being late. Yeah. Then I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Dang it. Well, we should go on to our interview. Okay, for sure. Um, all people enjoy this. It was tons of fun to do, and we'll come back at the other end with some li- more listener feedback. And also. Our race and review with Aaron about the Gasparilla. Nice. Today on the Gomer podcast, we have an interview with Angie Spencer, who is co-host of Marathon Training Academy, a great running podcast. Everybody needs to go check it out. And uh, she's a registered nurse and a longtime runner and decided to pick up marathon running, I believe, about four years ago. And um, how many marathons have you run since then? I've done three marathons and, and a number of half marathons and shorter races. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, also on the line is Stephen Gomer, too. Hey. And, uh, and my <laughs> wife, Erin. Hey. And uh, basically, um, we wanted to bring Angie on because she has a lot of experience um, with running and also pregnancy with running. And as we just announced on the podcast, Erin is expecting. And uh, and she has uh, some questions. So, Erin, do you want to start us off? Um, sure. So I guess basically the most, um, you know, thing that's at the forefront of my mind is that I'm supposed to run a half marathon tomorrow. And I just wanted to know... Um, I did some a little research, and I've heard that if, as long as you are not starting a new kind of exercise routine, that it's okay um, to run while you're pregnant. But I, my longest training run was 11 miles for this marathon, and or the half marathon. And so I'm just wondering, then adding two more miles onto that, is that going to be okay for for my body and for the pregnancy? Is this your first half marathon? No, this is my second. Okay. So you have a solid running base built up and you didn't just start training for the race, you know, since you've been pregnant. So uh-huh. as as far as, um, you know, that goes, like you said, you don't want to start a new exercise routine when you're pregnant. So you don't want to start training for a marathon or start PX90 or something wild like that. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good solid running base built up and you haven't had any problems up to this point, you should be safe to, um, you know, run your half marathon Adding two more miles is, you know, it, it, you may feel the toll on your body the next day as far as a little bit of muscle soreness. Sure. But it shouldn't make that much difference as far as your pregnancy goes. Okay. And I will say that, you know, the, in, the advice that I'm giving today is not going to be a substitute for that of your medical provider. Sure. And, you know, for a person who's had a history of miscarriages or if they have a chronic disease and they're also experiencing a pregnancy, then they should definitely you know, check that out with their doctor before they, you know, do their half marathon or whatever race they were training for. But, you know, if you're in generally good health and you're not in the high risk category for your pregnancy, you know, it should be safe for you to 
go ahead and do your race with a few guidelines that you can just keep in mind. Okay. Um, and I just, I've noticed on my training runs that my pace that like, if I'm running, like I, I feel like I normally do that. It's actually a lot slower than I did before I was pregnant. Is that typical? That is, especially during the first trimester of pregnancy, which I assume that you're still in the first trimester. Right. It's, it's very typical to be extremely tired. In fact, some days it can be hard to get out of bed. And just going through the activities of daily life, you know, sometimes can seem difficult. And so <laughs> it's very typical to, you know, notice that fatigue even more. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's very normal. And you just have to listen to your body. If your body says, slow down the pace, then you need to listen, you need to slow down the pace. If you need to walk a little bit every mile, then, you know, that's what you have to do. It's okay. just important that you don't overexert yourself as you're running. Okay. Yeah, because cause we, uh, on, our, on our training runs, up until a little while ago, we were averaging maybe like 11, 1040 to 11 on our, on our long, slow runs. Right. And this, this final one that we did, because we, we missed one week, and then our last week we did the 11, well, we really did 10 miles and then a, an extra mile of walking, so 11 miles, and we okay. were averaging like 1230s. Um, right. I mean, just and and that included some walk breaks, and there was also a five minute walk break where we stopped Run Keeper altogether. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> it um, sounds like you're doing the right thing. And another guideline I would say is to for the pregnant woman not to let your heart rate get over 140. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you know, if you have access to a heart rate monitor, it would be great to wear that. If you know you don't have a heart rate monitor, just pay attention to your breathing. There shouldn't be any huffing or puffing or gasping. You should be comfortably exchanging air, and that's a good indicator that your heart rate's not too high. Okay, that's a good Another thing that I would recommend is not letting yourself overheat. Now, it sounds like it's pretty warm there right now, so there is a good chance that you will have a very warm race tomorrow. Mm, yeah. So make sure that you dress appropriately, that you're not weighed down with too many layers of clothing. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are drinking a lot of fluids to stay hydrated. And your core body temperature shouldn't go over 101 degrees. So you just kind of, I mean, your body's going to be good at exchanging, you know, the heat and sweating to cool down and everything. So you shouldn't have a problem with that as long as you're hydrating and you're not overdressed for the conditions. Okay. Um, and then the next question I have, it kind of goes along with what we were talking about before, that I am pretty exhausted um, just from my daily <laughs> you know, work and everything. So the last thing I want to do when I get home is go for a run. So, but if during normal circumstances, I would just say, no, just go out and do it and push myself and do it. So I'm wondering is during this first trimester, is it, should I just go and be like, no, just go for a run. You'll feel better afterwards. Or should I rest and, and listen to my body? Well, I would, I would recommend a combination of things. Uh -huh. I would say if you're extremely tired, your feet up for 30 minutes after you get off work you know, before you go running, mm -hmm. just give yourself a chance to recharge and then just get out there. Even if you have to say, I'm just going to walk because, you know, kind of counterintuitively, actually exercising does give you more, more energy in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, give yourself a chance to unwind from work or whatever mm -hmm. and your feet up for a while and then go ahead and get out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to, you know, push yourself hard, you know, run fast, whatever, but just promise yourself you'll get out there. And probably once you get going, you'll start feeling better and, you know, you'll have a little bit more energy and you might feel like, you know, going ahead and running and after all. Okay. That's good advice. So basically 
Um, you know, me as as like the protective husband and father, you know, well, you know, future father, whatever. I'm it, it, it I'm still sort of scared, you know, like when Aaron goes out or when we go out tomorrow, we have this impending doom of the half marathon tomorrow morning. And I, I still feel like on our LSR last weekend, you know, like I was constantly like, are you OK? Are you OK? And it's almost like she's reassuring me or something. But, you know, I, I wanted to, to talk to you because because you've been through it. Um, and I mean, do you think could you share just a little bit of of your experience going through? Um, I mean, I know you you just had a baby like pretty recently, right? Like. Yes, he'll be five months old at the beginning of March. So, oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I guess I will, you know, kind of speak to the new the new parents. And having that anxiety is, is very common. Um, you know, at this point, it's still pretty new. And there aren't really any visible signs of change in Aaron's body. So it's still kind of like you're still struggling to make it fit into your reality and everything. Right. Plus, you're kind of, you know, second guessing every twinge that the body makes. It's like, yeah. is this normal? Is that normal? You know, and and it is. It can be a really scary time and everything. You, everyone seems to have to share their horror stories of their pregnancies and how this and that went wrong. And you know, once it becomes more common knowledge, you'll be blessed with everyone's pregnancy stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just if you recognize that the anxiety is normal, you know, it's just part of being, you know, a good future parent and taking on that responsibility. So, you know, just don't take it to the next level because, you know, the mind does have a lot of power and it can kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you give in to too much anxiety. So, if, you know, if you're feeling anxious, you know, just, you know, ask her how she's doing. If she says she's fine, then, you know, accept that she is fine. You know, just uh, don't push her and everything. And I, I know that you'll be really supportive and caring and everything. And, this will be a great period of your life. You'll learn a lot and it'll definitely change you as a couple, but oh, yeah. you know, becoming a parent is really, is really wonderful. And this pregnancy will teach you a lot about yourselves and your marriage. And I think it'll be a real great time for you. Cool. Um, I, I remember, I think on your podcast, you were talking about, you did a half either at the beginning of your pregnancy or, or you did one with your sister, right? Well, um, I did one near the beginning of my pregnancy. I was 14 weeks and okay. I was kind of bummed out about not being able to do a spring marathon. So I thought, well, I'm just going to do a half marathon and I'm not going to push the pace or anything. So I took it pretty easy and, you know, had, had just a, a real relaxed race and everything. And it was kind of funny that I ended up uh, PRing in it too. And so wow. I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not seeing myself and everything. So, and then at um, 18 weeks, I did a 12K and. You know, just I ran with Trevor, and he's a little bit slower runner than I am. So, just you know, took it easy and had fun with it and everything, and listened to my body and stuff. And then at about week 22, my center of gravity started to shift, and I had to really slow and scale back my running routine, and had to add more low impact activity at that point in time. And that was different with this pregnancy. I don't know if it was because my joints and ligaments have been through it a couple times before, and they were you know, kind of loosened up and everything, but I started to have quite a bit of pain with running. So unfortunately, during the, the last part of my pregnancy, I couldn't run. So I was really eager to get back out there, obviously, after I had the baby and everything. But, you know, just listen to your body. It'll tell you what to do. And, you know, it'll there, there might be a point in time where you'll have to back off. But 
that's fine. It'll always be there for you again when, you know, you have the baby and get back in shape and everything. So, yeah, great. Um, and then the last question I really have for you is, um, what do you recommend nutritionally, um, for a pregnant woman before or after a run? Well, I think if you uh, pay attention to just the generals of of refueling after a run, obviously after a long run, you've got that 30-minute window to really get carbohydrates and proteins into your muscles. So just having a good snack within 30 minutes of running, even something as simple as like some low-fat chocolate milk, mm-hmm. just to get some carbs in there, a little bit of protein, and that'll help just refuel and with pregnancy, it, it, you know, each woman is a little bit different, but you may find that you want to eat a small meal every three hours just to kind of help your metabolism stay on an even keel and make sure you're taking, obviously, a multivitamin with iron and you probably mm-hmm. are on prenatal right now. Yep. So that's good. Make sure that at this point in time, it's hard during the first trimester because a lot of women experience morning sickness or all day sickness, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. carry over and, yeah. you know, you have food aversions, things that you can't even stand the smell of. And so it's really hard to be perfect with your nutrition in the first trimester. So make sure that you're getting that multivitamin in okay. and then just trying to eat regularly, you know, drink plenty of fluids and everything. And things kind of settle down by the second trimester and you're able to eat a wider variety of things. And I guess one thing I will throw out there is with the first pregnancy, there's a tendency to kind of fall into that mentality of I've got to eat for two, you know, <laughs> Right. I did that with my first pregnancy and gained way too much weight. So, uh, you know, really during the first, the first trimester, especially you only need about two to 300 extra calories a day, which isn't that much. Mm-hmm. And so kind of keeping that in mind that you do want to focus on good nutrition and eating, you know, fairly frequently, but it's not like the baby's going to be eating much right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, see, so Erin is a kindergarten teacher, and so she is up at, you know, five thirty, six a.m. Right. And I'm, I'm a musician, so I don't have to be up until quite a bit later. So whenever, <laughs> whenever she says bye in the morning, late, like lately for the last couple of weeks, she's like, I think I might throw up. Yeah. So um, <laughs> is, is there any way we can face that tomorrow morning on race day? Like, I mean, do you think you'll be okay? <laughs> yeah the key is to get you know get up and get moving a little bit before the race to kind of let your system settle down and try eating maybe like it's a small carbohydrate snack even before you get out of bed having some crackers or a piece of toast or something just to help settle that stomach because during the night uh, typically your blood sugar will get a little bit lower Mm -hmm. and your blood sugar is low that can cause even worse nausea which kind of a vicious cycle because then you have nausea and you don't want to eat and then your blood sugar gets lower and it's kind of a fun little merry-go-round thing but mm-hmm. just having a little you know carbohydrate snack before you get out of bed and then even something like you know peppermint tea whatever your system mm-hmm. can handle just to kind of get it warmed up to the idea of eating and a lot of women find once they've been up for a couple hours and have gotten something in there then they can they can tolerate more mm-hmm. you know whether it's a banana or you know, a granola bar, you know, whatever you can eat that's going to settle well with your system before the race is, you know, what you should do. Okay. So breakfast in bed tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> so Anthony has to get up even earlier that's than you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I, I can do that for you. <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> yeah. For the next nine months, I'm your slave. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, one thing fathers don't even, don't think about sometimes is they often gain weight right along with their wife during the pregnancy. Kind of, <laughs> you know, she's like, I need Ben and Jerry's now. And so he's like, okay, I'll get one for me too. You know, <laughs> right. I'm not eating for two. That's for sure. Wait, Stephen, I think, I think, I think you had something similar to that. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I love listening to this stuff. This is awesome because we, our, our two kids came kind of before this whole running thing entered our lives. Right. And so uh, whenever Jessica would want something, which was a lot, um, I'd be, it was the best time of my life. It was just like, yeah, red meat. I, I just, if you want it, I'll eat double for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know we're going to be talking about that a lot on the podcast, just about how, for me, when Jessica was pregnant, both times, I was my fattest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she would go out and exercise because it was like, right, she needed to be healthy. And I was like, see, I'll just eat some of this food I bought for you last night. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I think for the dads or the to-be dads, it's it's super important that we stay in, in the mindset of I, I can't let this make me less healthy. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if you do sympathy eating, you have to do sympathy exercising with your wife. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. That's how did how did Trevor handle that the first couple times? You know, he's really he wouldn't really. Uh, be my food slave and go run, get me anything at any time of the day and night. So waiting, <laughs> you know, I had to go get it myself, <laughs> but he did tend to uh, kind of eat right along with me. And so the yeah. first couple, he didn't really exercise and gain some weight. This last time, I think we'd kind of wised up a little bit, you know, maybe the third time's the charm and we yeah. <laughs> kind of maybe getting us down. So he yeah. did have quite the problem, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> and so he has his first, First half marathon coming up, right? That's right. Next weekend, we'll cool. be down to Little Rock. So, yeah, exciting. Sweet. Well, uh, you got to tell him good luck. Uh, I, I, I like listening to, to him talk about running because, I mean, <laughs> if, if I can say, sometimes he sounds like a, a, a little bit of a gomer. Yes, um, yes. I think he would definitely fit in with you guys. In fact, I heard from a listener today. They said, really like your podcast because I relate to Trevor. He's a big dork like I am. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um. I think. I think maybe we'll. Uh. We'll have to send out some Gomer challenges to to Trevor and maybe some. Maybe someday we can we can have a race or something where we get to meet up and. That sounds awesome. Be really cool. Um. Well. Uh. Aaron or Stephen, do you guys have further questions? What? No. Just, wanna... I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking time to talk with me, and I just I feel a lot better. I feel like I have more information. So just thank you so much for making yourself available. You're welcome, Erin. I hope your race goes great tomorrow. And you know, if you have any further questions, just feel free to ask too. Great, thanks. Cool, Stephen. All good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just love this stuff. I feel like, like I said, when when Anthony and Erin told me they were pregnant, I was like, that's awesome. What is this going to do for <laughs> for running? Because yeah. it was so foreign to us when we were when we were expecting, and so I, I feel better too. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I worry on their behalf, and so this is cool um, to get some good advice from a professional. Uh, uh, yeah, th- this has been awesome. So thanks a ton, Angie. We appreciate it. Cool. You're welcome. Yep, thanks, Angie. And uh, thanks, uh, Gomer Nation, for listening in. And uh, we will see you all soon. And this is Feedback of the Week. Well, there it was, our first interview ever. Yeah, dude. That was pretty fun. Yeah, very fun. I there's there's just something about 
about Angie's voice that it's like a calming presence. That's true. I you agree. Know? I was thinking that when I was listening back to it. Yep. Um, sorry about the not. It, it wasn't our perfection audio that we really strive for. Right. So some parts were louder and softer, but you know. Say lovey. Yeah. <laughs> Three-way <laughs> Skype, you know. Right. So thanks again, Angie, for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. Maybe one day we'll get to talk to Trevor as well. Yeah, um, that'd be great. So we're going to race through this feedback of the week because we have um, the race and review still to get to. Yeah. Um, so I just thought I would real quick read the two gomers, uh, dot com, um comment of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was from Alicia. And uh, she wrote, What wonderful news! A mini gomer on the way. Are you going to get a running stroller and take that little one with you on runs? Question mm-hmm. mark. Good question. Yeah. So, dude, that's one of those things that I'm super excited about is getting one of those strollers <laughs> with the you know the wheels. It's super lightweight. Right. Right. Um, yeah, you can be the one that's watching other people uh, <laughs> throw up. Like, I mean, that that was a big part of my first run, right? The ladies yeah. with their strollers looking at me like I was insane. So that could be you. Right, for sure. Um, I also like it when I see people with strollers at races. Yeah. I mean, obviously not all races allow that, but some, you know, of the, the more just kind of fun ones. Yeah. Um, and I always just the littlest bit think it's cheating because you can kind of jump and slide. And, you know, I wonder if you could get a PR. I don't know. I mean, it's always a goal for me to beat the people with strollers in the races. Like, if they can do this pushing a stroller, I can do it pushing nothing. Right. (laughs) Um, So, but I I don't know if the the wheels make it faster or slower. I mean, you're pushing something, but I remember when I pushed, um, Cecil had a stroller and I was pushing it around and it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's like at the grocery store when you're pushing the cart and you get on it. Yes. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I don't recommend that by the way. There's a little Gomer dad tip. Do not push the stroller really fast and then get on it <laughs> with the kid on board. Right. Right. Okay. Could be trouble. Yeah. Good. Dude, thanks for the tip. You keep them coming, okay? <laughs> okay. That's what I'm here for now. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Now we've got the uh uh the the Facebook uh post of the week. Right. From Jeff Plain. Yep. And he wrote this. I'm sorry these are all baby centric, dude. Oh, no, I, I don't think anybody is surprised by this. That, that's what our comments have been for the past week. You're right, totally. Okay, <laughs> so we got, hey, Anthony, no need to worry about being a dad. It's a lot like Gomer's running a marathon. One, you'll make lots of mistakes along the way, and hopefully no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Two, sometimes it will hurt like hell. Three, <laughs> you'll have tons of fun. Four, memories to last a lifetime. Five, Code Brown will take on a, a whole new meaning, frequency, and intensity. <laughs> that's pretty awesome that's for sure one time one time jack pooped across the room <laughs> oh my god while i was changing his diaper just blam like that's splatter effect on the wall right so yeah he's right code brown and that's gonna be a part of your life oh man yeah i was i was curious about the this the it hurts part right yep like um related to having a baby i think that applies more to aaron than to you yeah but um i mean he's right there's pain involved in both things but i just thought (laughs) that was kind of funny right very cool um email of the week this is just because we 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 got a kick out of it basically yeah um chris we're not making fun of you 
but it was just it's just too funny not to share. Yeah. This this one's from Chris. It says, I'm listening right now and totally crying for you, Anthony and Jessica. <laughs> Congratulations and praise God for this miracle he has given you. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying to be mean, and no. she did correct herself like minutes later. Yeah, minutes. But, yeah. Um, Jessica's my wife. Erin right. is your wife. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, it was just funny. I yeah. totally LOL'd. Yeah. We well, we texted each other like right away because we both get those emails sent to our iPhones. Right. So that was that was great. So, <laughs> uh, so Anthony and Aaron having a baby. Stephen and Jessica have two already. Right. Somebody wrote on Facebook, fun size Gomer. Oh, did you, that's did a you good, see that yeah. one? Yeah, like a fun size candy bar. Yeah. So congrats on the fun size Gomer on the way or something. So you already have two fun size Gomers. That's true. Um, yeah, I think there's just been a lot of excitement yeah. over this as expected. Um, but some comments that we've been getting for months now, yep. right, are the clamoring for you to tell us how the Gasparilla went finally, and you purposefully haven't been mentioning that because you couldn't do a race interview without mentioning that uh, that Aaron was pregnant during the race, right? Right. I mean, that was a huge, huge thing, uh, right. you know, a huge factor in, in, in the story. So should we just send it over to a quick race interview? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, how's it going over there in the race and review? All right, so this is going to be another race just to get this review done. But we yep. got to hear a little bit of how your race went um, with pregnant Aaron at the Gasparilla. Right. Okay, so we just heard that interview with Angie. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be fun to kind of put this all in one episode so you could hear, you know, somebody going through being nervous about running a, mar- a half marathon and then doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, uh, you know, in the first trimester, Aaron seriously was nauseous and fatigued like all the time. Right. Like not all the time, but she just, it it was, she didn't feel great. Mm -hmm. And so definite low motivation to run. Oh yeah. Um, definite, actually, I mean, low motivation to really do anything (laughs) other than working like more than 40 hours a week with 27 kindergartners. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so the morning of the race, we got up nice and early. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron found just for herself that if she wakes up and just eats something right away, yep. Uh, and Angie had said that, mm-hmm. um, that that really kind of seemed to counteract some of the morning sickness. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so when we did the race, Aaron was about eight weeks in. Okay. So she, you know, she hadn't like gained any weight, or mm-hmm. she wasn't showing, or anything like that. But just overall, just seriously not feeling so hot. Yeah. Um, so we tried to stick with that rule of thumb of not letting her heart rate go over 140. Right. Uh, which is which is what the doctors recommended and what, what Angie said. Mm-hmm. And so we, I put my Garmin heart rate monitor on her, but I kept the watch on so I could just monitor Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. And our pace. Cool. Um, and so the interesting thing was, was that we tried it for a mile mm-hmm. uh, just keeping her at 140 and seriously to keep it at 140 we had to do like 12s 13s yeah yeah like 140 is actually a pretty low or a pretty it's pretty easy to get your heart rate to 140 i think right especially running right yeah um because hers would stay about 160 plus if we were doing 11s okay 
so it was weird because she felt amazing like she still felt kind of nauseous and and you know mm-hmm. that pregnancy feeling yeah but she felt great in her body so we kind of kicked it up to where her heart rate was about 160 and we were doing 11 to 11 30s okay and we took walk breaks every maybe two to three miles okay um so basically we ended up finishing i mean i'm just gonna cut to the end because <laughs> we don't have very much time right we ended up finishing in 249 okay uh, which I thought was great, and one of my favorite parts about that actually is that that's faster than the original Gomer <laughs> half marathon. Yeah, what was it, two fifty four or something? We did yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I just love that a, a pregnant woman yeah. kicked our butts. Neither of us were pregnant at that point. Right? Need we remind people? Yeah. <laughs> we were actually in perfect health. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, that's um, hilarious. But there were like you know no. Um, she, like, she didn't need to, like, throw up or anything. We yeah. took some energy gels. We took it real easy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it is a good rule of thumb, uh, it, like, to keep it around the 140. I'm just wondering. This is just me wondering. Okay, so nobody freak out. I'm wondering if that's kind of, like, in a way how they, you know, like, the Food Network always tells you to cook meat to a certain temperature yeah. to be super safe. Right, right. But really, you know, so... <laughs> That that that's a kind of a weird comparison. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a better safe than sorry. The Food Network yeah. doesn't want to tell you to cook it to a temperature that might get you sick, and so right. they go twenty degrees over. Yeah, right. And so I'm wondering that I'm just wondering um, if <laughs> one sixty is still okay. Uh-huh. I mean, Angie said she ran a PR right on her half marathon when she was pregnant, and I'm guessing that she went over one forty. Yeah. Yep. So and it's probably um, it's probably a case by case thing. It sounds like Aaron was feeling good and yeah. and still is feeling good. And so it doesn't sound like it did any damage. So, no. I mean, I, I, I'm just glad you guys stuck together. I mean, of course yeah. you would, especially with her being pregnant. But I remember that right. being a thing beforehand. Like, should you go ahead? And right. I mean, 249 right. is if you guys had an awesome time um, and took it easy. I'd say that's an amazing half marathon. Yeah, it was it was just super fun, and uh, dude, one other thing about the race, uh-huh. um, there was this thing I think it's called Florida Kids Blue or something like that. It's this kind of like program for elementary and middle schoolers. Okay. Um, in some of the lower income schools, uh-huh. where they encourage them about healthy eating and fitness and sure and stuff like that. Yeah. And so what they did is they had them all wear these blue T-shirts, uh-huh. and they're at the like. I think it was the 11 mile marker and they run the last 2.1 miles. Okay. To the finish yeah. Line. Yeah. That's cool. And so we passed them cause obviously they waited until all the plotters and all the pregnant women and all, <laughs> all the older people were done before the, the kids did it. Right. So they just cheered us on. There's kids in blue all on the sides. Oh, that sounds great. You know, just super neat. Yeah. And also, I just thought that was a really cool program. So we waited and watched them all cross the finish line, too. And nice. They were really excited, so I thought that was neat. And you were probably thinking, oh, that could be my child someday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> everything yeah. you think about, that's everything now, right? Everything right. is in that lens. Oh, man. I It's already totally changing the way I think about things. Like, I remember, dude... You and I watched Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. That one time. Uh-huh. And remember... That one like, scene <laughs> that I can't watch. Right. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? The 
Right. When when he cries and he can't starts not remembering his mom anymore. Yeah. And he tells him that story about she could peel an apple in one yeah. long strip. Yep. I, I, I can't watch this scene anymore. Yep, I remember you You were like, movies take such a different meaning when you have kids, so I'll, I'll look forward to that. Yep, definitely. Cool, dude. Well, thanks for letting me share through that, that race. I'm just really, really proud of her, and I want to share a quick story at the end about why it's miraculous that Aaron actually can run. Right. So. Well, let's close this up real quick. We, um, okay. we um, are doing a special next week, remember? Um, yep. Our first special this season, maybe our only special, I don't know, but definitely our first special this season um and just a reminder it's going to be called gomer's rules of thumb you've already said that term a couple times here Mm -hmm. um we're going to take a look back at uh our favorite gomer's tips from the past three years and kind of talk about the bigger picture of what those tips are kind of telling us the rules of thumb um Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be an awesome episode for sure like actual running chat yep Yep. (laughs) running chat (laughs) <laughs> yeah um and just a reminder for people it is available for free you'll have to go to the yep. website and get it um but you're encouraged and we're kind of asking humbly if people would be willing to pay for this episode this one time to yep. help us raise some money for podcast related things well n- not just this one time we're gonna have one more yeah that's true right before the marathon um and as a little incentive to give yep. we always give a little bit of an incentive People have been clamoring about Gomer numbers, right? Yep. Like they want to be Gomer whatever, Gomer 10, Gomer 11, Gomer some other weird number. And so finally we are offering that officially. Yep. If you give to uh, any any amount, um, suggested donation is $2.99, but if you'd like to give less or more than that, that's fine too. You can claim a Gomer number. Whoa, be part of the Gomer registry. Right. And so how it's going to work is you can uh, give and then email us and let us know that you gave. And then you can either request a particular number or you can request the lowest available. Ooh. So that's going to encourage people to give quickly, hopefully. Right. And so I am going to actually make a geeky Excel sheet um, with people's names and their Gomer number that will be available on the website so you can actually see what Gomer number you are. Cool, dude. That that still puts me at number one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people can't claim already taken numbers. I'll have to figure that out. But yeah, I, I think this is us finally saying, we you know, we want the Gomer Nation involved. We want to give numbers out um, and a little incentive to donate toward the podcast. So uh, yeah. that's going to be available next week cool dude and of course we want to hear from you there's a lot of ways for you to contact us go to the website twogomers.com find us on Facebook just look up twogomers you'll find us there also follow us on Twitter gomer1 or gomer2 send us an email twogomers at gmail.com and leave us feedback on iTunes we always love that for sure Um, well dude as promised I thought we'd close with a real quick story about why honestly it's miraculous that Aaron runs at all yeah and even that she can walk at all okay um okay so i i don't know if you know about this but um aaron actually was born uh with a a genetic disorder i didn't know um, that when she was a little baby called congenital hip dysplasia wow um and so okay so she's she's six months old Uh little baby aaron right and they take her to the doctor 
and for her six-month checkup, they realized that her her left leg, I believe it was the left leg, uh-huh. actually wasn't moving at all. Whoa. Um, and so what they what they found out was that this disorder that she had, where basically the where the hip the hip bone connects to the something bone. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, our scientific prowess is coming through. Right. In the song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There, wasn't there a song about that? Yep. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think maybe it, let's say it's the femur. I don't know. Okay. Connects to the hip. Yeah. And um, it, basically that socket didn't develop correctly, so it would just slide around. Ugh, okay. And so had they not discovered that mm-hmm. right then... Um, definitely Aaron wouldn't have been able to walk for the rest of her life. Whoa. Um, so at the six month point, dude, for six weeks, baby Aaron was in traction. Huh. Uh, where like her feet were above her head. Whoa. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And then for six months, she was in a cast, like a full bottom body cast. Huh. Wow. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things that just makes me, you know, Praise the Lord for this awesome doctor. Yeah. And most of all, for Aaron's amazing parents. Right. Yeah. That they brought her in and that they found this stuff and that they, you know, took her through this treatment Mm -hmm. and just treated her with such care and love. And so, I don't know, just when I think now about her being an adult and running a half marathon. Amazing. um, Yeah. It just, it it brings a tear to me. Yeah. So, (laughs) so. Shout out to Aaron's parents for being amazing. Now that we're going to have a baby, we think about all this stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so. And I think I know how that story ended. She had a, she, when she was about eight years old, she had a metal braces on her legs, and then bullies were chasing her, and right. a girl yelled, run, Aaron, run! And she ran <laughs> yeah. right out of those braces. Yeah, she, it was me. It was oh, yeah. me. <laughs> That's right. It was like, run, Aaron, run! <laughs> you, you yelled that. <laughs> right. <laughs> She had special shoes. <laughs> right. Awesome, dude. Well, great mini-sode. Yeah, fun stuff, dude. Um, and uh, thanks for letting me just share share all that stuff. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Dude. No problem. I think people are loving this um, new direction cool. that things have taken. And yeah, I, I'm certainly enjoying it. Great interview. Great stuff, this mini-sode. I love it. All right, bro. Well, we'll look forward to the special, and we will see you soon. Okay, happy running. You've been listening to Two Gomers Run a Marathon. Join us next week for another installment. My name is Baka. Keep it Rizzio.